0: Hello, Tom. Hello, Heron. I have maybe a couple of topics tonight. I haven't written anything down. Don't have anything too earth-shaking to discuss this evening. <laughs> well, you know, how much more can there be to talk about? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> you think we've we've talked about absolutely everything there possibly is to talk about? I'm sure we can find something to see.
1: Oh, I'm sure we could, but I mean, I think if if it's... If it has any relevance at all, we must have gone through it at least three or four times, right?
0: I, well, a couple of these topics I don't think we've ever really talked about. It's kind of curious, but also I think you might have some unique insights on some of them. So. Well, it's, it's
1: the whole thing is just really interesting to me, mm. you know, that we've been doing this. I look forward to this every week. I mean, this is one of the few... You know, I mean, basically, I, I didn't realize, I mean, I have now for some time is just how much of a hermit I am. Hmm. You know, and, um, you know, I mean, I, I go out to shop to buy stuff, food primarily. Yes. And to get my car washed every couple of weeks,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But the rest of the time I'm alone. It's what I find particularly curious is it not, not only do you and I like talking, but there are, There are countless people out there that like listening to this stuff. (laughs) Well, it's a big world, isn't it? It is. (laughs) With all kinds of strange proclivity. How did that work? Uh, Have we talked about proclivities before? Uh, Well, it's one of the topics I wanted to raise this evening, so let's talk about proclivities.
1: Well, it's just, uh, it's an old... Name I've used for a mm. long time. I, I referred to the famous Greek philosopher, Lascivious Proclivities.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all right.
1: oh, oh, oh. Well, I always – I still think that's funny as hell, Lascivious yeah. Proclivities.
0: The Monty Python got away with biggest dickus and I guess – Well, that's Lascivious. a
1: little – yeah, that's – that.
0: yeah, it, that's not even in the same ballpark.
1: True. True. <laughs> But well, no, it isn't the same. Well, ballpark. it is. No, you're it's right. Just- it's it's the same thing, really. I mean, it, it, it is. You know. Yes. It's But why why do I think lascivious proclivities is better than biggest dickus? Well, <laughs> that's because
0: that's the part of the ballpark you're obviously hanging out okay, in now, versus. Now, I guess I'm out in the, the bleachers. Yeah, the somewhere. unwashed masses that are just chuckling at biggest dickus around the front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, speaking of all these things, I have a topic to kick us off, unless you have a topic you want to start with.
1: Um, no, I don't think I do.
0: So, one of the things that I did based on all these idiotic meetings and people that, you know, the whole yeah. thing associated with the neighborhood. Yeah, right. Was I watched a documentary, well, it's not a documentary, I would have watched a series called Narcos, and at the end of watching Called that, what? Narcos. Which, this is the Spanish term for drug barons. Oh, narcos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of watching that, iTunes has been trying to sell me for a few months now the Wiener documentary about Anthony Wiener, the former New York representative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sexting guy or whatever he was busted for. Anyway, so I watched, I don't know how long the documentary was. It it was under two hours, more than an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. About this fellow who was trying to run for mayor while photos of his genitalia were still coming out. For an this is benitalia. the Wiener guy. This is the Wiener guy. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it really, it was, <laughs> it was such a curious documentary because it just struck me that this, on one level, there's a mental illness issue here. That on another level, and I know you might have this perspective, there's a who cares what this guy gets off on doing thing. Well, it's, it's it's all these things. We're all brain-damaged language mm. monkeys. Yes. You know, and,
1: and it shows up in a wide variety of, uh, you know, symptoms. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And he's got his. <laughs> he most certainly does. But, I mean, I guess if the fellow was more likable in some really fundamental sense, but he just strikes me as being oh, – how- likable? I mean, you'd
1: have to know how can you even make a judgment well, on whether it's likable or not? if you, watch, if you
0: not? watch an hour and a half of this fellow being filmed which I did somewhere uh-huh. you know. Well, so you know infinitely more no, no, no. about this than I do Yes, yeah. yes. But the fellow isn't even particularly likable and I think what strikes me Well, you are watching
1: edited film. <laughs> so, I mean come on. Well, I mean, it, it may be true I mean, I, don't, I have no idea, but I mean I wouldn't Sum it all up is
0: whatever uh, they could solve. have picked the worst bits of this guy. Yeah, but my perspective is they didn't actually. They were yeah. probably slightly more positive than well, most. How does a guy like that get? Guy? I mean, he, what what was his highest? He was in the was he in the a congressman or something? He was a congressman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Seven term congressman.
1: Yeah. How the hell? Yeah. it Well, the whole thing's a mystery to me. Well- <laughs> It
0: touches on a number of really quite curious issues. I'm relatively, I don't even know what one would say. I I think the term addiction is used far too frequently in this society. The notion of people who are driven by particular things. Yeah. That's one thing. But I'm always quite skeptical associated with this thing called sex addiction. Oh, addiction is bull. That's just exactly. that's bullshit. Yeah. you
1: know, you know, people get into patterns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all sorts of shit happens. Yeah. I mean, what they're trying to talk about with addiction is a phenomenon that's worth talking about. But addiction is a useless uh, category. Mm. I, at least I think it is. Mm. I mean, because it's been clear. I mean, even heroin addiction, you don't need drugs. It's easy to quit heroin. It's easy to quit cigarettes. It's easy to quit anything if you actually want to. Yeah. You have to suffer a little bit. Yeah. But shit, you know, you get a cold and you suffer. I mean, that's yeah. no
0: big deal. I guess the nature of compulsion and obviously, like, the psychology of this fellow, having spent an hour and a half intimately yeah. with his psychology. yeah. You just have to wonder. Was he
1: was he was he talking about this particular issue, or was he just talking about politics? And this was a uh, was all well, not.
0: It's or- curious because he talks about it a little bit in the documentary, but uh-huh. you you realize that this is clearly a compulsion that he has very little control over.
1: Yeah, right. It's like it feels. Yeah, I mean it's... Everybody has shit like that. Most people have things they can hide easily. Yes. (laughs) You know, so unfortunately, he got one that's getting him in trouble.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, I think it's a combination of... He liked to take photographs of his genitalia combined with the fact that he didn't know how to use technology. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the whole nature of, like, taking photographs of your genitalia and understanding technology... Too probably, much for him. Huh? Yeah, so he just had this accidental. Urge well, but if to, he put
1: him up there online anywhere, I mean, that's not. I mean, I mean, I guess I don't. I don't even know what happened, but I mean, he, he, I, he apparently he put his, pictures of his
0: dick online somewhere. He put pictures on his Congress Twitter account.
1: <laughs> he put pictures of his dick. Yeah, on his Twitter account, so that anybody could see them. Yes. okay well and and he didn't know he was doing or did he know he was doing that well this is the
0: this is the question which it seems to me to be really very curious i mean his his version of events seemed to say that the first one was accidental but But the next 14 weren't (laughs) but the subsequent ones were all done through very curious ways and ultimately it's the women he shared his genitals with, who ultimately passed his genitals on to newspapers and things like that, okay, so he sent. Images, in, yes, like in emails or some private. No, thing. I think through just text messages. It seemed to all be through text <laughs> messages, aside from the Twitter stuff. Okay, but it was addressed to an individual. Yes. It wasn't published to the general. <laughs> but then the then the women of which there were scores, by the sounds of things. Okay, I mean, and he then even started making them public. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he acknowledged more than ten through the yeah, document. Okay. Oh really? Okay, yeah. Well, what the fuck did he expect? This is what I can't understand. I mean, this is where it seems to be really. And the thing that strikes me about this was, if this guy was just on his own, doing this shit. That's what, do you one think it's thing. a conspiracy? No, what I find fascinating <laughs> is, of that, them. <laughs> is that there were, I mean, at his peak when he was running for mayor, there were 50 odd people working for him. And then when the next set of photos came out, this dwindled down, but he still had a core cool group of 10 people. Who yeah. were working for him through this period where his genitalia well, was being...
1: Rustic. Well, there, that may be, like I say, that may be something you, he can compartmentalize off and, in fact, still act effectively in other domains. Well, you know?
0: clearly, and the majority of these people were women. There was one gay man, but most of them were women who were... means people
1: who reported yeah, the,
0: the, these photos. No, no,
1: no, 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 who, who were who working for, for him. him.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, my perspective associates. This is where it gets all very curious.
1: <laughs> because are I, they all g-
0: young, slim, good-looking? No, women? no, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, they were. You know, I mean, the thing that struck me through the documentary most was how political indoctrination eliminates all possible rationality. Like you could walk.
1: Well, up any to, belief system does. That's the whole nature of that shit.
0: Mm, I don't know. Isn't
1: it? Well, how, I mean,
0: that's a specific example, but that's, that's where everybody is. I, uh, my wife likes to quilt. I can't imagine any quilter behaving in the way that Anthony Weiner behaved and that my wife continuing to, you know, quilt with this person. I mean, I think. Yeah. The nature of political indoctrination, in in particular, a kind of mythology. His wife was connected with Hillary, or is connected with Hillary Clinton. And I should say his (laughs) ex-wife. Because she used this yeah, documentary. Yeah, I just
1: read something about it that she yeah. just,
0: just uh, walked she out finally. She used this documentary, and really, this documentary is spousal abuse. I mean, the, she's clearly a political operative, but at the same time, this guy just doesn't... He, I mean, on, on some level, uh-huh. he just doesn't care about anything. He just wants to take photographs of his junk and send <laughs> them to women. Well, okay, so... I guess I mean if this was some guy who was a bus driver, for example, then maybe we might feel I don't know. I mean this. I I, ah, a I series see, of permutations. Yeah. Yeah, see. As far as I'm
1: concerned, I can. I guess I'm just not offended by it particularly. I mean, like I say, we're all brain damaged language monkeys. He's got what he's got to deal mm-hmm. with, and he's got to deal with it however the hell he deals with it. Mm-hmm. The question is whether he's an effective politician. I mm-hmm. bet in this context, I mean that. Knowledge certainly impairs his ability to operate politically. Yes. So, you know, uh, you got to take that into consideration. He clearly has bad judgment about.
0: Well, I don't know. It's it'd be interesting bad to talk to him and
1: find out. You I mean, know. it's
0: more than bad judgment here. Yeah. My perspective well, is that this is some kind of compulsion. And I mean, it, it well, left me. What's the difference? That's it left I, me questioning whether this is actually some kind of addiction for him. Because it makes no sense.
1: Well, but listen, if you—I think if you look just a little under the surface of eighty percent of humans, mm. you're going to find the same level of dysfunction. Mm. It's just that it, most people don't have, you know, aren't in such extreme situations.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I mean, you couldn't, like I say, if he was a bus driver, <laughs> this yeah. would be irrelevant.
0: Well, it might be relevant if he was tweeting his junk, but yeah.
1: Well, you know, well, honestly, I don't really know enough about it. I, I, I do think it's interesting, though. I, I'd like to talk with him about it. That's That would be interesting. We should invite him on here.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Well, yeah, why don't you do that?
0: I'm kind of, I mean, having spent, having spent an hour and a half in a documentary with this fellow, he kind of scares me on some fundamental level. Really? I don't think he's coherent. Like, I mean, I, I think what you see is insanity not actually oh, okay. coherent yeah. yeah. interaction. you gotcha. yeah
1: yeah that could very well be uh, I think but again I don't think that's all that rare it's just that it it shows up more in him I don't mm. think he's any well maybe he is crazier than most but <laughs> no. I mean basically I think most people are fucked pretty fucking crazy it's I just think- that all their crazies sort of work together somehow yeah. and and yeah. it manages to look normal but a few people are crazy in other ways and, it, and everybody's really fucked up by that
0: yes Yes, yeah, he's like,
1: an interesting case. And mm.
0: is he? Run, he's now currently running for something. No, no. Did, did he give up on that? Finally, he got four percent of the vote when he ran for mayor. Oh,
1: okay, so so he's given up public life, and he's just going to go jack off and put more pictures on put the internet. More pictures on the
0: internet. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well. Good. Then he can get back to work. Well. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was a very, very curious documentary. One that I would not recommend anyone else watching. <laughs> but one that certainly oh, liked I me. think it might be interesting. What's the name of it? Wiener, funnily Wiener.
1: enough. Wiener. <laughs> that's probably forget. the problem right there. If you'd, if they'd just given him a different name at birth, uh, this wouldn't be a problem. Well, that's his surname. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: fascinating.
1: It is. Well, so what is he doing then? I mean, does he, he have a job on, or he something? He
0: appears on talk shows periodically. I mean, he's still a talking head. Okay, so he's yeah. he's got some money coming in anyway. He's very curious how you can earn a living doing, yeah, being him. I mean,
1: I mean, he's not some just sort of rich, independent guy who doesn't need to support himself. I suspect, that may, I suspect himself.
0: that may be the case. I mean, my suspicion is that actually this is more indicative of of trust fund. Oh, you think it is? Yeah. You think, in fact, he doesn't really need to work. He can just, just put pictures
1: on the internet and leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it he, must he,
1: be nice.
0: He lived wow. very well with his then wife. So it, yeah.
1: Yeah, he married. Him. He must have something going for him to get where. Again, this must just be really totally walled off. I or, mean, or, you know, from his me, public persona or something. Thing, no, not at all. The thing that struck me about the well, woman, I mean, in the beginning, how he got to be where he is. Yeah,
0: well, Twitter I mean, didn't now, exist when in 1999 when he was first elected. Thankfully, 1999. That was when he first became a representative. But he's already been – But he, you know,
1: again, he was already well known. Probably, he didn't get there from nowhere. No, he, he must was the youngest in city. He, no,
0: he was the youngest representative ever. Apparently. Oh really?
1: Yeah. He never held any
0: elected no. political position no. or anything uh, prior no. to that. I mean, that's where that's where moneyed influence appears to start, right? Well, I don't, I'm i just asking
1: the question. No, I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's
0: been involved in, in in the politics. He was the youngest council member ever up until 2008 when they had some 22-year-old. Mem- uh, sorry, not council member. Whatever the representative.
1: Okay, well, I, I'm just I'm rep- asking. I'm just curious
0: what his yeah. actual. you yeah. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't.
1: Well, actually, it does make a difference, but I'm not going to get an answer from you, so it doesn't get.
0: <laughs> well, he, doesn't whatever the U.S. representative. You know, the federal representative is called. He was for Brooklyn. Yeah. And, you know, so... I guess, uh, isn't that a congressman? Congressman is the term, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised I even knew that.
0: I don't even care. This is why I don't really have a sense of it. I mean...
1: Well, I mean it's interesting the whole thing about city politics and county politics and state politics and
0: then federal and how those all well this sort of- I got in at a federal level I mean my perspective is that if you get in at a federal level and you're twenty five you haven't done enough you haven't greased enough palms to normally get there so there's obviously an interesting question. Well, that's story. an interesting
1: question. What is the, the usual route? I mean, how are, are, have a lot of those people started in city politics and then moved through, or did they just start off, you know,
0: at the federal level? You know? Yeah. I mean, certainly in our city, they move to the state level from the, <laughs> yeah, the state
1: level. penitentiary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. I still think there's a Gendo documentary to be had in San Jose. <laughs> Some of our other local listeners seem to be encountering exactly the same thing associated with mm. San Jose. All very curious. So that was one of the topics that I had. What And what was that topic? Wiener. Wiener? Oh, yeah, okay. And just the idea that um, people can have these kind of compulsions, which are completely beyond any degree of rationality.
1: Well, that, that's... Just, okay. Yeah. See, that just strikes me as that's just normal human operating behavior. It's just mm. that we all every it, it's the big secret nobody talks about their private compulsions. But I think probably damn near everybody has them, mm. or certainly fifty percent of the population. Mm. I mean, I, it's it's a huge thing. It's just never talked about. Mm. The more I look at my at my own self and, and able to see, I mean, I become much more aware of just how automatic so much of my own behavior is Without ticks questions. and yeah. responses and Absolutely. things and i'm thinking you know people who don't live alone people who who live their lives in a community never really get a chance to see any of that stuff oh, no. and, and they
0: they well if they have spouses like mine the spouse points it out to them at some point
1: well i mean no i'm not it's not impossible i'm just saying that that it's it's really easy when you live alone. Yes. You know, because you're confronted with
0: your own language machine and there's nobody else to blame it on. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. I think probably one of the reasons that tonight's recording is going to be as stilted as, as it is is that I stayed up till 1 a.m. last night in order to buy new iPhones. Which is a strange practice that I've done yeah. periodically. Which ones did you get? Uh, my wife got a seven plus, and I got a seven. Oh, okay. And well, why did you uh, get the regular one instead of the I big don't one? Like, uh, my view is, I actually have an SE, which is my work phone, and I actually like the smaller form factor anyway. I mean, yeah. the camera stuff. If I yeah. use yeah. cameras like that, yeah, and the other
1: I, cameras good enough anyway. Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, my perspective is what I want is more. Disk space, which is what I have with the new one. Yeah. And yeah. What do you use that, uh, all that, you know, memory for? Well, historically, historically, I've only ever owned the 16 gig ones, but they fill up ridiculously quickly yeah, now. Yeah. And a lot of my space, funnily enough, is taken up by podcasts, curiously Oh, anyway. okay. Yeah. <laughs> the front, the front. Yeah. Yeah. So you
1: could use as much mm. room as you could use.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, I don't know. I mean, I, I've i always limited the number of apps that I've used. I've always had a degree of constraint associated with my... Well, I hardly even use usage. my phone. Yeah. You know, it's just there. It's really an emergency device yeah. for me. <laughs>
1: you know, very handy if your car breaks down in the parking lot at Ralph's. Mm.
0: <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, I found my hard disk, or my phone's hard disk at least, used quite frequently for things that I have very limited control over. So... My hope is now that everything will just work just fine. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, it's going to be nice to have the extra space. And not have to yeah, worry about I got it. the big one. You know, I got mm-hmm. the 6
1: Plus, six mm-hmm. S plus, Plus. And, um, and I, well, again, I, I, I don't, I don't know whether I should do that again or not. I, do my you whole. You use re- it instead of your iPad? Oh, no, never. No, I don't even use it. Okay. I mean, I use it. To, you know, maybe, you know, I use it to call people once in a while. Mm. You know, and, and I use it at work, actually, to talk to the editors and stuff. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I hardly ever... I mean, I always have my iPad with me. Why the hell would I do anything <laughs> on an iPhone yeah. when I've got an iPad there?
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I use my iPhone quite a bit to watch video. Really? Yeah. I don't have... I mean, I, I have work iPads, but I don't really have a personal iPad. And... I liked the iPad Pro for a period of time, but basically all the games that interested me on that, I played to the end of, which kind of struck me at the time that clearly there's a market for an adventure game on the iPad that goes up after, you know, two, three, four years, as opposed to ones that just finish up after about two weeks. Um, but yeah, no, aside from games on the iPad Pro, which was just amazing because you could get into, you know, very deep and detailed virtual worlds. I really haven't spent a lot of time on the – well, that's not true. I mean, probably four or five years ago when they first came out and I had one through work, I spent a bit of time using it.
1: Yeah, I spent half my digital time on my iPad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do all my reading there. Mm. I mean, it's just – that's uh, although i got to admit, boy, you know, just retina display on the iMac – Really is sweet for reading. <laughs> mm. You know? It it I never liked reading on the screen. It was mm-hmm. I mean, I just wouldn't, you know. But it it's not an
0: issue now at all. So that's a topic that you've been able to draw out of me. Since our last conversation, I decided that the book on cannabis, the analytical book on cannabis, particularly you know, how we ended up where we are currently. Yeah. Was actually an interesting book topic. I've written oh, I about, think it is, yeah. I've written about four thousand words on it, but the one thing that I've done is i for 50 just under 60 dollars you can get digitally every high times magazine that ever was oh so i think oh, that, that for could a, be a good yeah a right. year and how far back does that go uh, well it was first published i think in 1974 74 so okay. in the past week i've read- and it's still publishing yeah yeah wow actually so- I, I have a paper subscription to it as well mm. and as of probably I mean, within the first three days, I'd read the f- up until the early 80s of these High Times magazines. Yeah. And it really is very curious because it's a complete... I don't know. I don't know how one would describe it. It's just a very strange publication in terms of it being, like, a unique source in this is it any, yeah, yeah, is it of any value technically? Oh, technically it's fascinating because technically it shows that where we are currently has all been manufactured really very curiously over the past decade. I mean well, of sure. course this
1: is your hypothesis that yes. you're going to spell out in
0: this yeah. book. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And it's actually very interesting even how naive things were back in the mid 90s. I mean the assertion is that these these super strains became well known and well loved in the early 90s. High Times magazine does not show that in any way shape or form. And in fact what's interesting is the genetic naivety that the high times propagates. What's also fascinating is the rise of the equipment associated with cannabis. I mean, cannabis is cultivated with a vast quantity of equipment with no critical analysis of what this equipment actually does. It's just more and more expensive stuff that you know cultivators will purchase accordingly. And it really is a very, very curious narrative that I don't think is. Well, the whole,
1: yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole industry
0: (laughs) is, is, uh, uh, why has
1: anyone ever written about it
0: yet? It appears not critically. I've purchased some secondhand books, which are slightly outside. I mean, I've read heavily in the area anyway, and I basically donated most of these books to charity. Within the okay, past so there are years. books,
1: so people have examined. No, but
0: it's not the the term examination is not the word right word here. It's probably better to say that there are a series of kind of folksy analyses of, on one hand, you know, individuals' efforts, and on another hand, a very heavily eulogized set of the few people whose information. I mean, it's not even good gardening information. <laughs> which is what's particularly curious. Like no one critically has ever come to this and said, you know, if people... Well, grew- it sounds
1: like no one's just attempted yeah. to do
0: what you're attempting to do. Survey. I mean, yeah. so, so that
1: yeah. there's no point in, yeah, yeah bumming them. That has nothing to do with it. You're doing yeah. something different.
0: Yes. So anyway... <laughs> and uh, it the, needs to be done, I yes, think. yeah. I've also been playing just cognitively whether I release it under a pseudonym or whether I release it under my real name. I think there's probably benefit in releasing it under a pseudonym after, you know, just because of the nature of the classification of it and the way the federal government has behaved recently associated with it. <laughs> but, yeah, it is a, it is the emperor's new clothes. I mean, it really is astonishing that there's so little critical analysis and so little medical analysis as well. Well, yes. it's time for that to uh, yes, to happen. To be talked about, I guess. Yes. But, no, that was a curious intersection of our discussion and something that i've done through the week and it's also interesting because i need to be in a very i need to be in a very particular mind frame in order to start reading these high times magazines like i found typically between about nine thirty and 10 30 at night is the perfect time to be reading these i did actually <laughs> use sunday afternoon was also very useful uh, for this reading pursuit as well and i got through most of the most of the 70s sunday afternoon
1: and you, you read them cover to cover? Cover to what? cover. I mean, a lot of them are ads,
0: actually. Okay, so you can... Yeah. So well, but
1: that's kind of... That might be the interesting, ads are, too. The ads are just
0: yeah. as interesting here, particularly associated with strain, but also population yeah, who Yeah, who, adver- who was advertising in high times? Well, initially, it was all associated with paraphernalia. Initially, pipe makers. Pipe makers, (laughs) incense makers, ash things, you know.
1: Yeah, bongs and pipes. roach clips and all this kind of stuff. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. And then through the Reagan era, this became more, I mean, and certainly Bush the first and even Bush the second, you know, notoriously jailed Tommy Chong. So, you know, they do go after paraphernalia manufacturers at various times as well. There's obviously the fake urine people who just. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, I about that. are yeah, they no, still they- in business? Apparently so. Yeah. They still advertise. <laughs> so yeah, it's all very, very curious and it has all these elements of like, this is just an agreed upon counterculture with its own bizarre narratives. But yeah, it's a very interesting, uh, surveying and. The future of of drugs, yeah, is a fascinating, I mean, how that's going to, I mean,
1: clearly it's coming, Mm. you know, uh, for most drugs are going to be available. Well, they're already Mm. available, but, you know, but to actually start studying this stuff and finding out what it can do and what it can be
0: used for. Well, (laughs) just to find out what what kind of predeterminations and you know, what holy sacred cows are going through this thing is just uh, fascinating. For a period of time in the early 80s, High Times became a cocaine magazine as well. Uh So there's a kind of cocaine Well, it didn't specify
1: high, just high, you know, however you get there.
0: (laughs) They reunified. It's interesting, actually, because the publisher and editor changed hands through this period, and after it changed hands, it became a cocaine magazine for a period of time. Ah. Uh, But, yes... it's also interesting. The thing that interests me the most through this is what books they're selling on their back pages. And that, for me, because I've owned so many books in this genre, for want of a better term, most of the books that they advertise are books that I've owned previously at some stage. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, that book. Oh, yeah. But it's all very curious. And a lot of the information is intentionally mythologized, which I find very, very curious. Like, there's... Discussions associated with people having sex with plants and things like that. I mean, it really is very, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you realize that if this is the parents'. Well, of, but that's
1: it. That's all we ever have anyway, is stories. Well, that's it. You know, I mean, some stories are, you know, more useful than others for it some almost purposes. You want to
0: write a history. I mean, the Second World War is told by the editors of High Times. There you go. It would yeah. be a really fascinating. And very curious. Well, I'm sure, you know, there must, I'm sure there
1: already are plenty of histories that <laughs> have been banned in America, probably, yeah. about World War II.
0: Yeah, yeah well, we yeah. talked a couple of recordings ago associated with the naked propaganda that was passed on to the GIs. So, anyway, so that's a surveying for folks that are interested. At some stage, this writing will become probably less talked about in Stone Ape, as I assume a pseudonym and put this thing out it's also curious because we were talking were you just going to put it out as a pdf or what uh well electronic publication which effectively is a pdf i guess yeah it's interesting actually that we were talking about ideas i think the way we started talking about this last recording was i noted that i've got all the stuff that i've written and how i'm going to parcel it together in something that might actually sell and it's curious now that i've found this kind of idea as a means of creating something that might actually sell, because uh-huh. there's obviously an interest in this information.
1: My Well, when I hear you say that, I, what, what comes up for me is what I'm interested in is publishing something that's going to make a difference. I don't really give a shit whether it makes – I mean, it would be nice if it made money, and that mm. would certainly be part of the intention, but mm. I would be quite satisfied – in publishing something that actually could have an impact in the
0: world. I guess I've I've already done that in a few areas. I mean, my feeling is that probably if you reflected on this as well, you've had your own areas. Oh, I've already. Yeah, a, of course. I've, I've already done, but I, yeah. I think I could do a lot more. I know? guess the thing that strikes me is that I I joined the Internet Creators Guild over the past week. To see no, if guilt? it's called the Internet Creators Guild. Okay. Now I'm not endorsing this guild. Having forked out my sixty bucks, I then realised that this thing isn't really a thing. It's just a means for collecting sixty bucks <laughs> some idiot and
1: counting. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but my perspective was that actually it was going to be. You see, I, I'll, let me take a step back here. The International Game Developers Association, where I've been a member of the IGDA since 2000, I think maybe even 1999. The group that I was the chair of, the Intellectual Property Rights Special Interest Group, has disbanded, kind of unofficially, over the past six months. So, I removed that from my where I put a footnote in my LinkedIn, saying I'm no longer yeah. the chair of that thing.
1: Yeah, since it doesn't exist, yes. yeah.
0: And then I thought to myself, <laughs> well, I'm not going to be joining the IGDA in the future because I don't really know what the IGDA is in any meaningful sense. I mean, I didn't yeah. really know even when. Yeah. I was what a is the point of this? <laughs> The point of it for me was that I could be the chair of an intellectual property rights special interest group for that period of time. But now I have that money, which I think is $90 a year or something. I thought, well, I'll put it into the Internet Creators Guild. Yeah. To see, firstly, because they they use the term podcast on the front of their site to sucker people in to pay the 60 bucks. So my assumption was when I went there that this would have something, some relevance at least to podcasting, which I do spend, I mean, I'm recording model rail radio tomorrow night i do spend a a portion of my time recording and producing audio for folks so you know it's something that i'd like to see why don't you just
1: take over the goddamn place you know it's not going to work in san jose but you might be able to
0: take over this place yes (laughs) it it could well happen what it turns out to be currently is a series of youtube celebrities in fact really it should be called the youtube content creators guild. Uh-huh. Because it's Because not that's represent- what it's Yeah, on, that's right? it's yeah. not representing podcasts in any way shape or form. Yeah. And certainly it also seems to run with the idea that people should be making their living from producing <laughs> content before they join this organization. I and mean, you should be making your living doing what? Producing content podcasts. I should be oh, making okay. my living. All right. All right. So podcasts. this is supposedly a professional yeah. organization, yeah then. For yeah, people who are
1: making a living doing, yeah. uh, you know, off yeah. Uh, YouTube. Yeah. Well,
0: that. Well, is there a is well, there a market for something like that? Uh, I mean, there are probably 100 150 people that do that worldwide. Really? And they do you think there are only 150 people worldwide who make <laughs> a living on YouTube? You need to understand YouTube is changing their algorithm once again. It used to probably be in the 600 range. I think it's now in the low hundred range.
1: Low hundred people. Yeah, in the whole world at yeah. this moment, there are less than less than two hundred people mm-hmm. who make a living. And mm-hmm. when we say make a living, I mean we're talking what minimum of what 50,000 a year, said
0: sixty thousand a year minimum. Okay.
1: Okay. So 60,000. Okay. 100 people, mm-hmm. 120 people, whatever, mm-hmm. making 60,000 a now, year. Now the
0: top ones are making 70,000. Oh, yes, million, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't
1: care. I'm just, yeah. yeah, I know. So there's a couple that are making a ton of money. Yeah. Th- that's, that's always the case. So Certainly. the issue is, where's the, the hump on this curve? <laughs> you know, I
0: would say in the low hundreds. About, well, let's yeah. say 110, 120 people. Yeah. And what's fascinating is actually there's no narrative associated with. So I mean, all the people at the top say, oh, it's easy, you just make videos and you put them up and then you get these... (laughs) Oh, it is! You You
1: just make videos and put them up and the money starts rolling
0: in. (laughs) I tell all the kids today, I mean, it's a bit like Kurt Cobain's suicide, you know? The the nature of of young people seeing a hundred odd fresh-faced people in their mid to late 20s, early 30s making a living doing this thing And they just devote so much time and so much energy to produce these vlogs, daily vlogs, to try and become the next person in this hierarchy. Is
1: there a lot of that going on? A lot of people attempting to do that? I
0: hear from friends, in particular friends with young children, that it's the only kind of profession children today are talking about. (laughs) I'm serious.
1: Oh, God. That actually something really fundamental.
0: I mean, I have a cousin... Who's now in her early twenties, maybe mid twenties now, whose whole dream, she dropped out of university to become, uh, not necessarily an internet celebrity, to be- but to become some kind of celebrity. <laughs> and my perspective is- Well, she's is, nuts. Well, she scored I highest I don't, I in don't her care school. If she's intelligent,
1: she's not. Well, I don't know, I'd have to talk to her. I mean, maybe that, maybe that actually makes sense for her. So, Who knows? Well, <laughs> except,
0: well, except you'd produce content. I mean, I've made that point to her repeatedly that out of everyone in the family, I don't really care about her goals just so long as she produces content. And she rarely produces content. In fact, I share with her my podcasting mm-hmm. numbers.
1: Well, she needs someone, yeah, to sit down and help her think through this, you know? Yeah. She obviously... Mm-hmm.
0: Don't, well, but again, that's this But is I guess there's typical. this cult currently. There's this cult perspective associated with young people just becoming vloggers. And the internet creators Really? You think it's... I don't know, that strikes me
1: as just a little, I mean, I imagine there are some people that are caught up in that shit, but I can't imagine that it's a major
0: social phenomenon, is it? Or I have friends who say, unequivocally, that their children and their friends' children, all they talk about is becoming professional YouTubers. And how old are these kids? Uh, up until, well, I mean, I've given you my cousin as an example, and she's in her mid-twenties. No, okay. I thought you were talking about kids, like you know, in grammar well, no, school or no, something. No, twelve-year-olds, you know. fourteen-year-olds, yeah. these okay. kind yeah. of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, they're um, in for a rude awakening. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Probably multiple rude awakenings, depending upon how much it takes for them to wake
0: up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It yeah. is very, very strange. It is very strange that this. this I mean, my perspective joining the Guild is that actually I make a reasonable living through internet video. It's just not through creating internet video. It's through working on an internet video app. Yeah. You know? Well, it's... Working with a, a large corporation that's designed to produce this video and, you know, send it out to countless people who want to pay a monthly subscription for it. I mean, that's the best side to be on with this thing. The content creating... They need to be really, really disciplined in producing content, and that just gets them on the first tier. Well, there are some people who don't, though. There are some people who somehow, you know, the the, the luck or whatever
1: it is, they've got the charisma or something. YouTube doesn't
0: allow – that historically might have been That's the very rare. there were 600 people making a good living out of YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is tightening their algorithms even more. What does latest, that mean, tightening their it algorithms? It means that even people that produce videos for advertising, which is the primary source of revenue for these YouTubers, YouTube is now saying, when. and I went through my videos, actually. I have about 400 videos online of various things. And YouTube went through and knocked off about 10% of them saying that this is not revenue producing media, which is actually quite remarkable because 90% of the crap that I put <laughs> online, YouTube seems to think is fine. I spent some portion, actually, of late evenings, past two late evenings. I have a video of me rapping in 1999 when I was, I don't know, 20-something, maybe 21, 22. And I put subtitles on it because I've realised that the videos that I have that have subtitles get way more traction than the other videos. Mm. And I just wanted to say as an experiment, if I put subtitles on this. And then it's beautiful because you can see me rapping in Chinese and Russian and Arabic and a variety because it translates the English. It's an amazing thing. But anyway, so in looking at these things... so Yeah, but the question, of course, is just what the fuck
1: is it saying in those other languages?
0: Well, I hope (laughs) it's pretty close to what I was originally saying, or it may not be. But anyway, returning to the point, YouTube is going through and even people that are producing daily videos, they're selecting which ones they're going to put ads on now, which basically has... Well, eliminated. who decides? I mean, who's ever decided? Well, there, who, are what two things. there are two things. The first thing is that there's an automated algorithm to do it. So, yeah, so if you've got part, enough hits, then... No, 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 no. It's to do with changing... It's to do with a variety of things. And the actual algorithm is proprietary. But I think it relates to movement. It relates to stylized things. It relates to edges. It relates to a bunch of stuff that no one's actually disclosed. Okay, but anyway,
1: they... It's their algorithm Mm -hmm. and they decide, okay, we're, we're going to put ads on your page. Yeah.
0: The next thing is that you can request Request. a human to review your video. Oh, you can request to mm -hmm. get ads put on your site. And when, when When Google, Google, you, you might remember this. When Google removed the Noble Ape website from its search in 2007, I couldn't get a human to fix that. So, you have very few humans that probably go to the top tier uh, ad folk anyway and review their stuff. But what it means for these content producers, particularly the people that are making a living, is potentially they lose 80% of their revenue. Yeah, they're going to be working at McDonald's again. Yep. Yep. Back to fast food or go-go dancing in some cases. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I don't think it's going to get any
0: more normal than it is Right. right now. (laughs) But I guess my concern through this, and this goes back to the Kurt Cobain suicide metaphor where kids started killing themselves to be like Kurt. You've got to think of this YouTube thing and the perspective that kids have associated with it is a bit like the Beatles, you know. Their only out is to make these videos to try to escape their environment. And it really is very, very curious that it's becoming more and more... Refined, more and more difficult for everybody to to get in there.
1: Well, I think this is, uh, I mean, every year gets interestinger Mm. and interestinger, Mm.
0: (laughs) you know, in every dimension. I mean, Mm. it's hard to imagine what politics will be like five years from now. I agree with you that I come at an ideal time for this guild thing to say to them, I've a podcaster who's done this for 10 years and I work for Netflix. I've got a few things to say here. So. Well, how you approach them is, mm. you know. D- that's,
1: that's important. Mm. <laughs> you know. Going in flashing your credentials might not be the best
0: way to start, but it well, might be. I don't no. know. Look, these people are all they look for is this kind of credential stuff. Well,
1: I, I can say I don't know anything about it. I'm just, I tend to be a,
0: a little bit more hesitant to, when I yes. jump in to take over something. <laughs> and your success is paved accordingly, Harry. So. <laughs> now, my perspective is if you're not brash when you're coming up to these YouTube celebrity folk, then you're not speaking their language. Well,
1: yeah, look, you, you'll have to figure your, yes. your path out, you know? Yes.
0: Well, I will report back here accordingly. I remember probably two and a half years ago, I shared with you... Well, I said it was the best video I'd ever seen in 2014, at the start of 2014. I think that's how it worked out. But it was associated with a battle rapper who had a variety of physical disabilities but still was... Far better than his able-bodied ba- battle rapper opponent. And for some unknown reason, I don't even know how it occurred. Oh, that's right. I had a friend who was a battle rapper. He was in Montreal. His name's Lopeshi, And I was looking to see if he'd done anything in the past two years. He and I had a bit of a falling out. I had sponsored him for about three or four years on CKUT, which is the McGill College radio station when he would come on and do battle raps through their funding drive. And he and I had corresponded quite a bit, actually, because I owned his CDs. And this was relatively rare because apparently no one outside of Montreal ever heard that this guy existed. Um, so he and I had a falling out associated with two things. The first was in one of his freestyles, he intimated that I might be gay because I keep sponsoring him. And the second thing was that he did a-
1: You gotta make shit up in a hurry when you're up there. Apparently
0: Matt. so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, you take what yeah. the fuck comes. Yeah, know.
0: apparently so. And the second thing was that he created a clothing line <laughs> where I didn't like the font. I thought the font was just ridiculous. You editor. didn't like the what? The font. The text on his clothing the- line. Uh huh. So his clothing line had text on it and it looked like something A small child. Well, you didn't like it anyway. He liked it, apparently. Apparently Apparently so. (laughs) And apparently I didn't understand some eclectic Montreal trend in the early 90s to use this particular Well, whatever, you know. He liked it, you didn't. We parted our ways. He's known for, and some of our listeners may know this gentleman, there's a a rapper called KRS-One. And Lopez's claim to fame was battle rapping KRS-One and beating KRS-One. Now, KRS-One is a New York battle rapper from the early 80s who had a series of albums and is very well-known in the kind of, I don't know what we'll call it, like the academic hip-hop community. (laughs) Anyway, this this footage of Lopes... The anal-retentive hip-hop community. Yeah, the anal-retentive hip-hop community, exactly. And this footage of Lopes and KRS-One battling was fascinating. Anyway, so I was looking it up online recently... And he hasn't done anything for the past two years. In fact, since he put out these T-shirts, really, he hasn't done anything. But in doing this, I was put... uh, Basically, my YouTube search criteria percolated another disabled battle rapper, a fellow called Blind Fury, who... that's the best
1: name I've heard in a while. Yes.
0: And he's actually amazing. He's like a battle rap savant. He doesn't move in any way. He can't see. He's got club feet. I mean, he's really... Yeah, yeah you know he's not the standard battle rapper but he just sits there almost like uh robert johnson or something with the mic in his hand yeah. just like muttering this stuff and he sings in some of them he actually has a singing voice too yeah which is really curious
1: it's here, let it breathe i am let it breathe I'm about to hit you like I'm the-
0: so i was watching these videos and just thinking to myself why i mean i guess at some stage in my life as this video that i put the subtitles to showed i probably could have been a battle rapper but I never really saw it as something that would, I mean, the, the people that got the record contracts aside so from KRS1 were never battle rappers. They used to write, write the stuff down. But, uh, yeah, it was just fascinating. Well, that's just a
1: special thing. You know, the yeah. idea of, of going up there and shooting from the hip. But it's, mm. you know, in another sense, of course, it's not. It's very stereotypical. Yes. You know, I mean yeah. it's the same old bullshit for the most part, unless you got a really rare guy, and there are yeah. always a couple of them, and they're the ones who become rich and famous. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the thing that struck me as well was the way in which you see, I never I've never watched MTV or B E T like this. I mean, I'm I've never been a sixteen year old American kid, I guess. And to <laughs> see battle rapping in a very sterilized environment made by MTV and BET with you know these particular DJs hosting and all this kind yeah. of stuff. This is so far removed from my experience. You know, yeah, going real out, people in an auditorium wilderness. on a stage, exactly. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's totally crazy. a whole different world. But the <laughs> other thing is that fascinating me is the period of time that Lopeshi was you know earning his chops doing battle rap. In parallel to this, MTV and BET had their own sterile battle rap things that they put on as well. And what's fascinating through this is that what you see in front of you is primarily 16-year-old girls, 15, 16, never 17-year-old girls that are just wooing over these battle rappers. (laughs) And it always reminds me of what they say about children's toys. When you see toys that are supposed to be marketed to 10 and 11-year-olds, like, for example, water guns or action figures, they're always in the ads being played with by teenage kids. Like, there's always that age difference distinction yeah. in the advertising that they want to make it look like older kids play with these toys. That makes yeah. it more interesting, exciting. And well, who are the packaging is, who is it hmm. for? The kids or the parents? Um, always the kids. Always the kids. Really? Well, you've got to think of cartoons and these kind of things. I mean, parents might watch the cartoons with their children. But ultimately, the children are the, are the buying force, Well, that, yeah, right? for TV,
1: yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, yeah, if the kid wants that yeah. thing, then, then the parents yeah. can say, fuck you, kid,
0: I'm not going to buy that yeah. shit
1: for you. But it made me realise that Why actually... Why are they even letting their
0: kid watch that shit? <laughs> it's a very good question. It's a very good <laughs> question. Anyway, reviewing this battle rap footage, I started to think, what age group is battle rap actually intended for here? Like, is it really a like? It mean to the MTV thing, old? or yes, yeah. Oh, it was all oh, very probably curious to me. Uh, yeah, adolescent, right? Or early adolescent, really. yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah puberty, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. The battle
0: raps are incredibly sterile. Obviously, they can't <laughs> curse and do things <laughs> yeah. like this, which is why the. The you know low pressure style battle. Yeah,
1: rap can thing. Christian girls get into it too? Well, there's a there's a
0: Christian battle rapper. Actually. Okay, all right. That okay. might be how I found this. Actually, I was talking about low pressure, but actually, the there's a, a Christian Chinese rapper called Jin, <laughs> who who again came up J I N, who again came up in my YouTube searches, and mysteriously he was on this uh, what's it called 106 and Park, which is the BET. Teenage marketed battle rapping thing. It's all fine. I'm so
1: out of touch with me you too. Know, the,
0: the whole modern. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I find it through curious YouTube recommendations. But yeah, it is very strange. Well, it just That's
1: confirms it. everything I think is that yes, it's all coming to an end very shortly. You know, and mm. the and the 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 quickening is quickening.
0: Been, know, I've always been a fan. Faster. I've always been a fan of The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, the song The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. Yeah, well, like, no, this one's going to be on video. Yeah, just, yeah no, this is more gonna than It's going to be televised. on an iPhone. It's, <laughs> it's on YouTube, right? The Revolution <laughs> is live. It's just on the mass media of, of the day. <sighs> it's
1: uh, – well, I, you know, I just don't get it. To me, it seems so obvious that, that – I mean, especially just in this past few months, you know, that <laughs> – the time is really speeding up. It is getting weirder faster, and that trend is accelerating. It's be- getting weirder faster yeah. now. So and that bill- means in the next few years, things are going to get really fucking
0: weird, and I'm starting to worry about it. So, Bill Clinton's library, not to be confused with the Clinton Foundation, released 30 photos today of... The Trumps and the Clintons socializing together going back to the 1990s, back mm-hmm. when, when Clinton was president. Yeah. And they've clearly been friends for three decades. I mean, it really is extraordinary that it's almost like they're pranking us, <laughs> right? These people are so heavily affiliated that. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: The whole, well,
0: duh. <laughs> I don't know It's I mean, I knew this, but to see it in photographic form, and to have Bill Clinton's foundation, I think it's designed that'll hurt Trump, I mean, I think that's sure, the yeah, if it yeah, it shows that Trump really is their buddies <laughs> well also i I would take the reverse view. The Clinton zealots should also realize that Clinton is Trump's buddy too.
1: Yeah, but but Trump is still worse, so <laughs> so that's not going to change that. their vote. I mean,
0: my my perspective is you have a very clear
1: line here. I have well, I'm no just saying. Yeah, I'm I'm saying what yeah. I think probably most people. I mean, this is my guess. I mean, frankly, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. You know, but uh, my guess is that when it gets right down to it, people will vote for more of the same rather than a collapse of everything.
0: But that's where it gets really curious, because my perspective is the collapse of everything narrative is, is sold to us by a media that's controlled by well, the Well, that's DNC. coming. The question is whether it's going to come in the next two years, the next 20 years.
1: Yeah. No, no, I think the, the, the end is coming. There's no question mm. about it. I'm just hoping it's not this, you know, in the next four or five years, because I, I'm going to get swept aside if it
0: is. I think we have no control over this, Heron. I mean, my perspective is you think that the person who's in the White House... No, no, that's just part of, of it. No,
1: no, the white, no that's
0: just one. Well, that's that's what, what you're asserting. N- you're no, asserting right. here that one will bring this about faster than the other. I think, oh, I think, I think is- it, it's one of the factors. Yes. I think it's
1: an important factor. I, and, well, I think what's most important is that there are enough people in this country that might elect somebody like Trump. Now that's truly terrifying. I don't give a shit about Trump. Fuck him. But the fact that there are people who go for his presentation. That's scary.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm scared by both of them. I, I really find. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, I really Hillary find it very Seuss curious. Is just more of the same
1: bullshit that we well, had. Well, that's your perception, but she's not. She's not. well, no, maybe she's not. So maybe she's even worse. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, everything, everything that I again, see I, I'm voting for stability. That, I think. Well, again, it's just my my bottom line. You know, I think um, I'm not ready for the collapse of everything yet, and I think Trump would accelerate that. I think Clinton's part of that
0: acceleration as well.
1: Well, well, it's part of it, but I, well, listen, you don't know, I don't
0: know. You got your story, I got mine. But my <laughs> story is actually based on like reading a variety of sources, and your story doesn't seem to be based on that. That seems to be based on your Facebook feed and the quality of humor that you see. Well, associated that's what with you Trump. seem to think it's based on, but that's what you post, right?
1: Well, no, that I has mean, nothing to do with. I, you. No, I I'm, post I'm,
0: international I'm, analysis associated with the fact that. Hillary has moved no, the Democratic I don't, Party because I don't to the right in its history. And it's then crazy. Trump is actually more to the left now. The Republicans, for the first time in my lifetime, not in your lifetime, because it existed in the 1950s, Listen, but why, in my lifetime. I don't lifetime. know
1: why we're even bothering to talk about this. You've got a, your opinion about this, and I've got a quite different opinion about it. I don't need to put your opinion down, and you don't need to put my opinion down. Because you will vote, potentially.
0: I may. Yes. Well, I, think so I actually, could say the same
1: for you, but the fact I can't, is, all you've got vote. is your story, and I've got no. mine.
0: My perspective so, is: my perspective is, you have live ammunition here. I'm not carrying live ammunition. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So if I can, if I can get one person like you, no, to but you're not going to change my opinion. Clearly, you know. But so if I'm talking we to our just audience, drop this
1: issue. If I'm talking
0: I- to our audience, uh huh, okay. I-
1: all right. Oh, see, the thing that—that's the thing—is see, you actually think that you know what the real truth
0: is, and all I have is my story. <laughs> no, I don't. Not at all. I'm not asserting that. I'm saying you know I, I can—I can make points associated with things. You, okay. Let's talk about this then. Okay. Under Trump. What do you think has happened to the Republican Party politically?
1: Oh, uh, Listen, I, I I haven't spent very much time actually analyzing all this shit. I, I'm not in a position to to argue about it or, or g- offer an opinion about almost any of that. I don't give a shit. I don't pay any attention to that crap. Okay. I, so you've
0: it, answered my question.
1: Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't mean my opinion and thought, based on all of my experience in the world, isn't uh invalidated because well, I don't you said you pay don't any give a shit. To some aspect of no it. you said you don't
0: care about this stuff that's what you said previously
1: <sighs> listen i'm i'm really not interested in okay. arguing about this kind of stuff <laughs> you know
0: suggest a topic no, um no i don't have anything else to talk about okay, okay. let's call it a night Heron. okay i won't be here next week but i'll be here the week following okay so we'll skip a week okay talk to you soon. Good night. Take care.